0: Today's episode of the Modern Fedora podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Anchor. It's everything you need to start your own podcast. Stay with us for more information on Anchor later in the episode.
1: Good
2: morning, you are listening to the Modern Fedora podcast. I'm Dominic Meyer and I'm hosting the show for today. Joining us on air, we have our resident blogger, Jaden Gleason. Hi. Okay, now that we're all here, let's take a look at what we'll be talking about. Up today is laws. Ever wonder what laws just no longer exist or what places are the most secure in the world?
0: I'm thinking we're going to get some pretty interesting results.
2: Yeah, usually when we do something like this, our findings kind of make us go, what?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Is there anything else on the agenda?
2: Yeah, there is. To wrap it all up, we'll look at some weird laws.
0: Ooh, are we teaching law now? Are we uh, (laughs) lawyers?
2: (laughs) Well, you know us, so probably not.
0: We were like
2: podcast lawyers.
0: (laughs) Just making sure, because I was not aware of the fact that I was a lawyer, and I did not (laughs) come to teach.
2: (laughs) Yeah, neither, neither did I. However, before we start, should we read a review that we got from Apple Podcasts?
0: Ooh, a review, of course.
2: Okay, I'll let you read it.
0: All right, so this review comes in from the listener perhaps underscore it's underscore jazzy they say love this podcast it's great listening to while folding the dishes five stars
2: (laughs) well i can't say that i've ever folded dishes but uh thanks for the five stars we really appreciate it
0: yeah we really do you know i mean i think i'm an expert in folding dishes just never my own Never my own dishes. I don't fold my yeah. own. It's always others. They never know it's coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's very unexpected, I've heard.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs>
2: oh man. Dishes are gonna get folded. Sounds like a threat. Uh okay, anywho. You ready to start then?
0: Absolutely.
2: Welcome to the first segment of the day. So, we all know that there are a lot of laws in the world.
0: Oh yeah, definitely a lot.
2: Yeah, we probably couldn't even count them if we tried. Well, maybe if we really tried, but not if I tried. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, laws change over time, and sometimes a law will just disappear completely because it's just no longer used.
0: Yeah, like, like the prohibition.
2: Yeah exactly like that. So I thought we could just talk about a few of them and some of them are quite interesting. I'm sure. So you want to start?
0: Yeah. So during World War II the New York government deemed pinball a money-stealing game that was taking attention away from fighting the war. Pinball was banned in 1942 and over 2,000 pinball machines were confiscated.
2: That is nuts. I mean, it seems like such a harmless game. I can't believe they thought it was some awful contraption.
0: Yeah, it is really interesting, but I mean, those were definitely different times. Anyway, the California Supreme Court overturned this law in 1972, ruling it a skill-based game and not gambling.
2: Wow. I'm surprised it took that long, too. But could you imagine being addicted to pinball for gambling of all of all things always to gamble?
0: Yeah, that that'd be interesting. I mean, (laughs) at least it's skill based then. So it wouldn't be as. uh, Yeah. Unless you're really bad at it and addicted to it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am bad at it. How much does it cost to play pinball? I don't remember.
0: I have no idea.
2: Maybe like twenty five, fifty cents.
0: You think? Maybe. I mean, it can't be t- too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come home and tell your, tell your wife. Sorry, I blew four thousand dollars on pinball today. <laughs> there go our life savings.
0: <laughs> She's like, how <laughs> did you spend that? When it's fifty cents a game, it's fifty cents.
2: <laughs> I was there from three in the morning. <laughs> I had to get started early.
0: There was a line behind me. There was. All these people wanted to play pinball, but I just wouldn't let them.
2: A bunch of four-year-olds trying to get in on the game. (laughs) Yeah. Like. (laughs) Oh, that's absurd. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Old law number two. Ready for this? Mocking (laughs) someone for not agreeing to a duel.
0: What? (laughs) Like like a, a gun duel?
2: Even better. A sword duel.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, that is definitely cooler, but how old is that law?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure, but man, sword, sword duels have been gone for a long time, but this law has technically been effective until 2015 in Michigan. It prohibited, quote, reproachful or contemptuous language against anybody who declines a duel challenge.
0: Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> so no no fourth grade insults at those who disagree to duel. You can't say, yeah. you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you yellow belly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hilarious. It must have been a problem in Michigan, though, I guess. Back when duels were still a thing for them to make it a law.
0: I mean, yeah, maybe maybe those those Michigan people are just a bunch of sissies and need to be called out.
2: <laughs> Must be. It is funny that they banned um talking bad about someone that declines it before they banned actually fighting each other with swords.
0: Hey, I mean <laughs> why <laughs> not fight each other with swords, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was a more gentleman way to solve your problems,
1: supposedly. Can
0: can you imagine, though, like 2015 Michigan, people are just sword dueling?
2: (laughs) I think that'd be kind of awesome.
0: Like, uh, Karen gets in front of you in line and you're like, I challenge you to a sword duel, Karen. But if she says no, then you just have to not call her (laughs) a name. Yeah, you just...
2: You just gotta hang your head and walk out in shame.
0: <laughs> the Karen denied my duel.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Alright, moving on. So you know those tiny alcohol bottles, like the little baby looking things you know, for when your baby wants to drink some alcohol.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely the recommended use. Yeah, those are those are pretty cute.
0: Yeah, I agree, but Apparently, those were illegal to buy or sell in New Orleans up until 2014.
2: Whoa, that's actually super recent.
0: Yeah, I was a little surprised too because you see those things everywhere in New York.
2: Yeah, I've, I've seen tons of them. Very popular.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what for. Like, they're little travel alcohols that you can bring on an airplane, <laughs> right? Is that what it is?
1: they're like small enough to bring
0: on an airplane i believe is the the reason for them i'm not entirely sure as long
2: as long as you give one to the tsa first (laughs) yeah (laughs) gotta bring the share
0: we're not recommending you bribe (laughs) airplane (laughs) officials with alcohol
2: (laughs) oh my goodness
0: all right this is especially strange, though, because in New Orleans, you can drink from an open alcohol container in public, but you can't even buy a 100 milliliter mini bottle.
2: Wow. That is so shocking that, I don't know, you think the small thing would be okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we are two people who know nothing about alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, under yeah, not... under 21, gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: My guess is it's probably the same reason that we just joked about people trying to smuggle the little bottles into places that they're not supposed to be.
0: It probably is. Like maybe they're bringing it to uh, like important events and meetings and like passing (laughs) alcohol out to children or something. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Oh man. Who knows? Okay. Uh, This next one's a little shocking to me Uh, and it has to do with Sunday football.
0: Huh. I'm very curious as to what this is.
2: Yeah. How long have you known of Sunday football?
0: Um, like, my whole life. Like, this is always what my dad puts on Sunday.
2: Yeah, same.
0: <laughs> like, it's always playing in the house every Sunday during football season.
2: Yeah, whether you like it or not.
0: You, you eventually just <laughs> learn to like it out of sheer listening to it every day
2: (laughs) if you didn't like it you'd be pretty miserable yeah anyway it's a staple everybody knows sunday football and it's a tradition oh for sure well did you know that in many states including pennsylvania playing football on a sunday was actually outlawed and this ban lasted until
0: 1933 wow I mean, like you said, we're all just so used to having football on a Sunday that I can't imagine a time that it was actually banned.
2: Yeah. That'd just be so crazy because so against the norm of what we know now.
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So our next outdated law is chokeholds.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so these were banned in many cities in 1980 after many chokehold-induced deaths. Oh, wow. So this continued into the early 1990s when it was lifted, but there are now talks of bringing it back.
2: Wow, so they just can't decide.
0: I guess not, unless it's like the laws went down. I mean, because the amount of chokehold deaths went down and then like now they're rising again. So they kind of have to like, (laughs) "Eh, let's let's ban this again.
2: Yeah. How many, how many chokehold deaths happen though? Like how many people are just getting straight up strangled?
0: I have no idea. That's really scary though. Yeah. (laughs) But it's
2: not even like it. Oh, go ahead.
0: I mean, just imagine you're walking down the street and like, bam (laughs) chokehold
2: yeah well i mean it's not even like they're being strangled it's just it's specifically banning a chokehold which is you know when you grab someone from behind so that must happen a lot i guess
0: i guess i mean
2: this is not one of those laws that really affect us because we're not going to be chokeholding but
0: yeah i mean unless we are the chokeholded.
2: yeah i don't (laughs) know (laughs) (laughs) Chokeholdese.
0: I don't know the the word you would use to describe one who gets (laughs) chokeholded
2: oh my goodness okay we've come to our very last law and this one actually started a long time ago and lasted until not too long ago
0: interesting what is it
2: it is selling cold beer
0: huh i mean isn't that like what people usually want like that's the saying everyone hears is like cracking open a cold beer with the boys right yeah crack (laughs)
2: open a cold one yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's very strange but this happened in mississippi and all beer was banned until 1972 so again that's i mean that was a long time ago but yeah not crazy um And after 1972, it was still illegal to sell refrigerated beer. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Um, Many thought that selling warm or at least room temperature beer would deter drunk drivers by discouraging people from buying so much of it. But I don't know. I don't know if that would really help, in my opinion. But anyway, it was done away with in 2013.
0: Huh. I mean that's really recent do they do they think about the fact that you can like if someone really wants a cold beer they can refrigerate it themselves or even just (laughs) put it in ice
2: yeah i mean i guess they didn't think that far ahead because like whenever my dad has bought beer you don't buy the refrigerated cases usually you know you just get a case and you put it in your own fridge anyway so it doesn't really help anything
0: yeah my my dad does the same thing you it's always refrigerated and then my uncle even has beer glasses that he keeps in the fridge the freezer Mm -hmm. all the time so that it's even colder
2: (laughs) (laughs) well their law didn't say you couldn't didn't say you could refrigerate your own beer it just said you couldn't sell it so
0: well i mean loopholes i guess yeah yay
2: (laughs) (laughs) we all love a good loophole
0: anyway (laughs)
2: That's all we have for you guys. If you want to learn more about these laws, visit stacker.com. But don't worry, there's still plenty more in this episode coming up right after the ad break. Welcome to the next segment as you are probably already aware of there are some pretty high security places in the world and today we're going to share some of those with you
0: i think this will be pretty interesting
2: yeah uh don't hear about many high security places other than like i don't know prison cia
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: but uh we're gonna find out right now so first on this list is a place you've all probably heard of i've heard of and that is Fort Knox in Kentucky, USA.
0: Yeah, I have definitely heard the name before. You know, it mm. makes it makes sense that they'd want it to be incredibly secure though. What would the amount of gold and all?
2: Yeah, I mean, some place some people don't realize what Fort Knox actually is because you know, it's a saying like, "Oh man, this place is built like Fort Knox." You just think it's a secure area, but actually Fort Knox is the place that holds most of America's monetary assets, so they have about 5,000 tons of gold locked up in the vault.
0: That's an insane insane amount of gold. Yeah. (laughs) How do they keep all that so safe?
2: Well, I mean, in addition to keeping the gold hidden in a basement with a door that weighs possibly 20 to 30 tons, um, we can't really find something that's for sure on this because I doubt they just post how to get in. Yeah,
0: it's
2: Um, probably, like, way more. Probably. Maybe, like, (laughs) 200
0: tons. Who knows?
2: Yeah, just don't quote us on that one.
0: Yeah.
2: And then that door is also set on a 100-hour time steel lock so that no one person knows all the combinations. And then the building itself is reinforced with steel, because why not? And then the whole location itself is just surrounded by a military camp, just in case. And then there's also rumors that the site has electric fences, landmines and laser triggered machine guns. So, I mean, who knows what's back there really?
0: Wow. <laughs> that is a ton of security. I mean, honestly, yeah. just just to put this out, if someone manages to break in there, take gold and escape with their life? Yeah. I th- I think they deserve the gold. Like <laughs>
2: Yeah, honestly, if you fight the laser sharks and piranhas, it's yours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you climb across the steel knives, then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The pit of knives. The pit
0: of knives.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay, Jen, do you have a high security building for us?
0: Why, yes, I do, Dominic. Next on our list is the Vatican Apostolic Archives.
2: That's a mouthful.
0: Yes. In Vatican City, Italy, which these used to be called a way easier to say name, the Vatican Secret Archives.
2: Ooh, secret archives. Sounds exciting.
0: Yeah. What's not exciting about something surrounded with so much mystery? (laughs) Now, what really makes this place so secure is the fact that it's such a secret. Like, obviously, it's got like security and such but Uh like no one knows anything about this place
2: so it kind of has accomplished what area 51 is trying to do
0: yeah i mean this place is the headquarters of the roman catholic church so we know that the archives are rare religious documents um letters things like that you know it's okay it's gotta be as well as some some things that they have boasted about, such as letters from well-known figures such as Abraham Lincoln and Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh. But no one really knows exactly for sure everything that's in there because no one's really been there. Uh Uh-huh. And there's an estimated 35,000 volumes of information stored there contained on 53 miles or 85 kilometers of shelving. Wow. So only the Pope really knows for sure what's in there, I guess. (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah, so only a few photos of this place even exist, and information is only passed down from Pope to Pope. Sometimes Mm -hmm. a research officer is allowed to enter, but only with special permission, which is rarely granted, and I would assume someone with them at all times, so they're not just wandering around.
2: That's so crazy to think that there are such massive stores of information such as this, and yet it's all secret.
0: I know, right? And they actually have started digitizing some of the information, but only a small fraction is accessible online. Wow. Honestly, the secrecy only fuels my curiosity.
2: Yeah, I'm super curious to see what is hidden there. Probably will never get that chance but you know makes you wonder yeah all right next up i'm gonna try to say this we have the svalbard global seed vault in norway now this place is super cool because unlike other vaults this one holds something so much more important than gold and you might not well you probably will expect it because it's literally in the name
0: (laughs) oh well what
2: is it? <laughs> yeah, whatever could that be. Well, this vault holds seeds. Uh to be specific, it holds more than 930,000 different species of plant seeds. What's the purpose of all this? To be able to repopulate the world's plant and tree population in the event they all get wiped out by ner- nuclear war or something crazy like that.
0: Oh, well, That's pretty cool not the nuclear war but the seeds yeah (laughs) as as a plant enthusiast i'm thrilled about that
2: yeah it's pretty cool that they would go to those lengths
0: yeah it's it's a really interesting form of preparation for worldwide devastation like you hear of people having bunkers and safes and everything for their valuables and their possessions but it's neat seeing something about restoring plant life which obviously is important yeah. for humanity to live but yeah. it's very brain very thinking ahead <laughs> very big brain, <laughs> very big yeah. brain.
2: <laughs> yeah i was i was very interested in the some of the processes that go into preserving these seeds like this and i guess it's it's a really big deal and there's scientists that devote their entire careers to just learning about the seeds and their processes and how long they can stay dormant before they can be regrown and there's like projects secret projects that are only known by a few scientists that test seeds their dormancy and it takes like 20 years in between each testing it's some crazy stuff
0: wow that is pretty crazy because yeah seeds don't last forever so they've got to have some sort of system set up
2: yeah yeah who knows that'd be it'd be pretty cool to get the chance to tour that place or check it out
0: yeah next trip to um where was it norway next trip to norway, norway. <laughs> yeah let's, definitely let's go and visit.
2: Let's... <laughs> we will instantly get shot
0: let <laughs> <laughs> to break into the seed vault just to see them
2: <laughs> yeah, not like we just told everybody or anything
0: yeah but... <laughs> Just keep it a secret listeners
2: yeah yeah we're going to norway all right what do we have next
0: okay so our last highly secure place for today is not actually a building
2: oh what is it then
0: it is the dmz or demilitarized zone
2: oh it sounds kind of cool
0: yeah so this is the border that separates north and south korea Okay. Now, this may not sound very highly secure, given that it's called the Demilitarized Zone, Yeah. but the name is kind of misleading because it's actually one of the most heavily fortified borders in the world.
2: No kidding, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, to just touch on this, to describe this area in the simplest of terms, basically, neither country wants people to cross, and so people usually don't. <laughs> very few... Even secretly make it across, but most who try, unfortunately, don't end up succeeding.
2: Ooh, that doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, yeah, not succeeding doesn't sound very pretty. I'll no. just say that. Yeah. Wow. If well, you want if definitely... you want
0: more information, then that's that's something you can research.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good definitely very highly secure you know i gotta say i'm shocked that the white house isn't on this list
0: yeah well when when researching for this i definitely considered that option uh given like all the security you would assume the white house has you know protecting the president and all
2: yeah secret Um, service
0: yeah but there's actually multiple people who have broken into the white house (laughs) (laughs) wait really Yeah, enough for there to be, like, an entire list.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Most were harmless, as well as being just regular people who have no training in breaking and entering.
2: (laughs) So, if I was just walking down the street, I could just head over to the White House and get in?
0: Possibly, I mean...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: So, this, this is a list that has happened over a long period of time, which includes in around 1901 to 1909 and mm-hmm. a man in a top hat who just went in and said hey I have a meeting with the president and was uh-huh. invited to the red room
2: and they just let him right in
0: eventually he was caught you know the president was like I don't know this man and uh-huh. they had him searched and found a gun oh and <laughs> he was taken away from the president but like man he just got we walked right in
2: (laughs) the fact that he got all the way in and didn't even do anything though he's just chilling there and then they're like oh wait this guy's got a gun and then he's like oh right right right, i forgot
0: (laughs) i forgot i forgot what i came here to do (laughs) (laughs) not again anyway (laughs) (laughs) The next one I have is an elderly tourist who walked past security with a briefcase, completely unchallenged, and apparently, according to sources of the time, just made himself at home. This was around 1929 to 1933.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, I've heard that if you look like you belong somewhere, they usually just let you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess this applies to the White House as well. But did
2: he just get, get himself a room and...
0: I, he was eventually checked in like a hotel. He was eventually approached by security. Um okay. They checked his briefcase and it was just filled with books. Like he was oh. just he was just an, <laughs> an old guy who was just like, oh, I guess I'll check this out. He, completely harmless <laughs> I
2: we'll, man. I guess we'll go read in the White House. Today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he might not have even known who, where he was, honestly.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. He might have thought it was more of like for the public to go into you know
0: yeah i mean you've got some libraries that look like the white house like a big yeah. building that's just or like a museum or something you might have had yeah, no idea and it's
2: like, yeah and it's not like the president is just <clears throat> hanging out
0: in the lobby so. chilling with security yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that'd be crazy
0: all right so the next one i have is in around 1940 to 1945. So, this guy snuck past security while the Roosevelts were having a movie night as a family. Oh. So, it was all dark or whatever. The movie mm-hmm. ended. The guy was there. He got Franklin Roosevelt's autograph before being escorted out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, that's a that's cool that he gave him an autograph.
0: I know. That's pretty neat. I mean, it was a different time back then, definitely. <laughs> the, 1940s, find are, your house. the <laughs> 1940s are pretty different to now uh there's plenty of more examples that you can find and i'm sure that there's more that are not made public yeah uh they don't really want to give the information of how people make <laughs> the white house to the public yeah. probably especially now
2: that's crazy going back to roosevelt though could you imagine someone breaking into your house and then just asking you for an autograph?
0: That'd be pretty crazy. Like, you're just chilling watching a movie with your family.
2: <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, I mean, now that the movie's done, can you give me an autograph?
0: Like <laughs> that's like, that's, that's the way coming? it was listed, too. It, make, it makes it seem like he sat and waited for the movie to end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just eating a bowl of popcorn in the back.
0: <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Keep watching. I'm going to ask for your autograph at the end.
2: Yeah, I'll leave after. It's it's fine. I'll be I'll be brief.
0: I don't want to interrupt anything.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I guess the security isn't quite as good as I thought. Maybe it's increased now, you know, due to all the past and recent incidents.
0: Maybe, hopefully. <laughs>
2: hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Maybe he'll just have to move to the seed vault.
0: Maybe. The seed vault seems more secure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to protect those seeds.
2: Yeah, that's important it's important (laughs) okay let's move on to our next segment okay guys and gals laws are things that really need to be taken seriously
0: oh yeah definitely
2: but that doesn't mean they all sound serious In fact, there are a lot of laws that make you just say, why? So, (laughs) now we're going to talk about some of those.
0: Cool, cool. I guess I'll start then.
2: All right, go for it.
0: All right, so, in Arizona, it is illegal to cut the cactus. What? So, if you do, you can be sentenced to 25 years in prison.
2: Whoa, okay, that is a long time for that offense isn't 25 years the same time for some murder charges
0: i'm pretty sure yeah
2: oh my word well i gotta say if i'm dying in the desert i'm eating a cactus so sue me
0: yeah do what you gotta do i mean like (laughs) what are they gonna do throw me in jail
2: (laughs) (laughs) just get thrown in jail (laughs) oh i'm glad he survived all right you're going to jail what that'd be a bummer
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs>
2: okay here's another one for you you can't flush the toilet past 10pm in Switzerland in fact I guess this is quite a strict regulation
0: that's awful
2: yeah I mean I personally use the bathroom after 10pm everyday because I stay up late so <laughs>
0: yeah me too I mean like what it happens if you're going to bed at like midnight or later you don't use the bathroom before you're going to bed <laughs>
2: You either don't flush or I guess you go outside. <laughs>
0: right, right, I guess. I mean, good thing we don't live in Switzerland.
2: Yeah. You know, I was actually going to go to Switzerland uh, last year, but then it got canceled because of COVID. But now I'm having second thoughts and I'm kind of glad that I didn't go.
0: I mean, yeah, that'd be hard. I've, I've heard that Switzerland is pretty is a pretty good area. It's a pretty good place to be. Uh, Just not if you have bladder problems. Not if you have bladder problems, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so our next law comes from West Australia. So there, it is illegal to possess anything over 50 kilograms, which is a little over 110 pounds, of potatoes. Oh. And it's pretty serious.
2: (laughs) Okay, I have two things about this. One, why would you have 50 kilograms of potatoes? And also, why does the government care about how many potatoes one has?
0: No clue. I mean, maybe they're just trying to prevent selfishness.
2: <laughs> well, what if you're a potato farmer? Do you have to, like, sell your potatoes before you can...
0: Before I, you I can weigh them? <laughs> I don't know. Before
2: you can even harvest them?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe like, it was this... one really niche thing where someone had a grudge against someone for having more potatoes and then got into <laughs> law making and just made it a law. Yeah. Who knows?
2: Maybe there was a potato shortage in Australia.
0: Yeah, I mean, we always talk about the one in in Ireland, but maybe there was one in Australia.
2: Yeah. Man, that'd be that'd be a nightmare if you like french fries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh wait that does bring up a good question though because you would think that restaurants that sell french fries would definitely need to have 50 kilograms of potatoes on hand to make their food
0: right you what think would they do maybe they just have to get a daily shipment
2: wow that would be such a hassle you know what I mean, you'd weekly pay?
0: shipments are so much easier than a daily shipment
2: yeah Could you make 50 kilograms of potatoes last the whole week, though, at a fast food chain?
0: I mean, I think fast food chains get don't chop their own French fries. That's
2: Um, true. But then do French fries before they're cooked count as potatoes?
0: I would say no, because they're not really potato shaped anymore. I think it has to be potato shaped to count as a potato
2: loopholes if you live in australia cut your potatoes into french fry shapes and you're good to go
0: yeah maybe that's what they do maybe they just pre-dice all their potatoes
2: <laughs> yeah as they're coming and in
0: like get can them, them. <laughs> yeah i don't know
2: <laughs> this isn't a potato it's an undercooked french fry <laughs> oh my goodness that's nuts okay here's an unusually specific one Kissing is prohibited on trains in France. Now, it is allowed at the station, but only before the train arrives. There's even a designated area for this near the parking lot. If you want to go do that. That's
0: so strange. I I mean, especially the fact that it's fine before the train rolls up.
2: Yeah. It's like super oddly specific. Like, if you're going to ban it, just ban it from the station, too. Like, why just when the train is present
0: I mean, it certainly brings a new definition to French kissing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just not on trains.
0: Not on trains. All right. (laughs) Next. Have you ever wanted to crash a wedding?
2: Yes, that sounds like so much fun.
0: I know. I've, I've, I've always thought about it. Like who I would bring with me, what we would do.
2: Every time you go to someone's wedding, you're like, I could totally crash this
0: yeah you're like invited but you're like if i wanted to i could have crashed (laughs) this.
2: good thing you invited me because otherwise i would have just ruined this
0: i would have been here anyway and oh it would have been a party it would have been great it would have been a jolly good time
2: (laughs) jolly good show
0: anyway if you want to do this don't try it in australia Dis- disturbing a wedding or funeral servants servants service.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't disturb them, servants.
0: <laughs> disturbing a wedding or funeral service in Australia will get you banned from all social events. Whoa. A ten thousand dollar fine. Whoa. Or even a two year sentence.
2: Whoa, that is some big stuff i mean imagine being banned from social events it's like being grounded by the government
0: yeah i wonder how long the ban is like is it lifetime or is it like a year
2: oh that'd be so sad if it was for life
0: you you just one wedding and you're banned from all social events for life i haven't been to a party in 63 years It's oh, like
2: tilted, but the government.
0: But the government. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that the government is the reason that we have um, the laws about being careful and everything, so
2: Oh yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. <But> the-, <laughs> the disease didn't tell us anything.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, last Whatever. one. In Japan, if you make an extraterrestrial discovery you have to report it to the United Nations security- Secretary General and the international scientific community immediately. Whoa. Like,
0: I mean, talk about, talk about taking their needing to know about aliens seriously. Like,
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I guess after most culture displays monsters destroying Japan first, they really aren't taking any chances.
0: Good point. Good point.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Godzilla. (laughs) Well, that's all we have for you today.
0: Don't forget to respect the laws.
2: But also laugh now and then.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we missed one that you wanted to hear, let us know, and we will be sure to read it in another episode, even if it has nothing to do with the episode.
2: Yeah, it'll be very random, but it will happen.
0: You'll know (laughs) what we're talking about, but no one else will.
2: (laughs) No one else. Everyone else will be like, wait, what? (laughs) But you will be jumping up and down because it happened. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening, and we have a small favor to ask of you. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review of what you think of our show. Let us know what we could do, how we've done, or uh, just your thoughts, you know, whatever you want. We'll read your review in a later episode.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to check out my blog. I uh, Post it once a week, the day after you all will hear the podcast. Um, short, sweet, to the point basically directs you to the podcast and gives you a little bit more information and a little bit more of my opinion
2: (laughs) (laughs) in case you wanted more of that
0: yes more of jaden's opinion
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway that's at modernfedora.simplesite.com links will be in the description uh and one last thing a note from our other co-host Noah go ahead and check out our social media run by him that is at pod on TikTok and he releases exclusive information before our podcast episodes and our blog comes out so if you want to know what's going on before anybody else uh go ahead and check that out So thanks again for joining us today. And we'll be here next time on the Modern Fedora podcast.
0: As always, don't forget to wear a fedora.